On today's episode of Race, we'll be discussing the cyberpunk disaster, Tom Cruise's COVID rant, Ontario's lockdown extension, and more trending topics. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to Rice Asian Comedy Podcast, where we share the Asian perspective on entertainment, culture, and trending topics. We're recording this episode live on Sunday, December 20th. I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians. And on the panel today, we've got Veronica Antipolo. Hello. And a very, very special surprise guest, Gina Siva. Hey. Cool. So, um, you know, we are right in the middle of the holiday season and we like to start off each show by uh, talking about what the highlight of our past week has been. So let's start with Veronica. The highlight of my past. Well, I've done a lot of online shopping, (laughs) (laughs) probably a lot more shopping than I would have done normally because (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, a ban on going into stores. Just uh, my credit card is now limitless. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, there's boxes <laughs> appearing every day on my doorstep. I don't even know what I've ordered. It's out of control now. I hope I'm not the only one. But that's that's what's <laughs> new. It's just a gift every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, Gina, what's happening in in your life? What's the most memorable thing over the past week? Well, um, I also received a package in the mail, so I'm really excited about it. It was my Fashion Nova order from uh, Black Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it finally showed up, (laughs) and I was like, great. Um, Other than that, I don't, I'm a nurse for, uh, yeah, and I've been doing flu clinics, so my final flu clinic just finished, so that was a big, that was a big deal. I was like, finally, we're done. (laughs) Okay, great. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My biggest highlight is actually also from Black Friday, but I ordered a new um, dog water fountain, well, a, a cat water fountain. And um, I had tried out several and my cat just wouldn't drink from them. And this one, I was crossing my fingers, I was hoping he would drink. And um, I didn't see him drink from it for like over a week. So I was like, am I like torturing this cat? Is this cat can die of dehydration? <laughs> But I was like, no, I was like, if I put down a glass of water, this will fail forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, two days ago, I saw him drinking out of the fountain. And it doesn't sound so dumb, but I was <laughs> so excited. I was like, yes, they don't have to turn this fountain. Tofu, which is my cat's name, Tofu, is now going to be well hydrated. And uh, yeah, what it was is... um. He doesn't like moving water. So before I had this giant fountain that was probably made for like five cats. But like it it did circulate the water. But the part where the water came out where it was like, you know, out of the spout, um, it was just a small piece because the fountain was so big he could avoid the running water. But every other fountain I, I bought is like smaller because the other one, it was just so big. It was just like crazy. I kept, I'm so clumsy, I kept tripping over it. So I got a smaller one and this is like the third small one. And for the first time, he finally drank out of it. So, you know, it it, it might have taken some animal cruelty of uh, dehydrating him for a week. But he, he finally, he finally did it. <laughs> And uh, now I'm extremely happy. 
You wow. just you just lost ten thousand followers because uh, you dehydrated your cat. Just it, so you yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. people I, love cats. I will say that my assumption is he's probably drinking it when I wasn't in the room, and I oh, only okay. just <laughs> saw him. So I was like, okay. I haven't seen him drink it yet, but I'm sure he is, hopefully. Um, and then I finally <laughs> saw him drink it. Um, and I was so excited. I tried to take an iPhone video, and then he got mad at me. Um, and then he, like, ran away and stopped drinking. So uh, <laughs> I'm totally an embarrassing cat dad. So Yeah. yeah. He's camera shy. Yeah. Um, okay. you have a fountain. Yeah. Well, you know what? I find the water gets too stale if you don't. And... You know, it's not like I leave my cat for more than like overnight sometimes, but like you know, you want you want them to have fresh water. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay. So lots of shit happening this week, and mm. we're gonna jump mm. straight into our very first topic. So how we do it is we'll take a topic straight out of the news, and um. <laughs> oh wow, we got like uh. We got our first comment. I'm, I'm going to put it on. Um, uh, for anybody listening, if I seem distracted, it's because I'm also doing, I'm hosting and also doing the technical stuff. So we have our first chat comment. And um, now all our comments go live onto the screen. Um, so thank you, G Money Man, for uh, watching. I think he's calling us uh, perhaps racist for calling it race Asian comedians. I don't know what he's saying but uh, thanks for commenting anyway. <laughs> I haven't thanks, quite... G-Man. <laughs> I haven't quite learned how to... Uh, wow. How to uh, how to delete comments yet? So literally, you can write anything; it'll show up. If you want your five seconds of fame, just type it on the screen, like G Money Man here. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks. He's, uh, he's 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 responded. He says, "You guys are going to have a good channel." Thanks, G Money Man. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in from Periscope, which I believe won't exist in a week. I think Twitter just announced oh, the shutdown. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, now on to now on to our our first uh, topic, and so what we do is we talk about um, headlines straight from the news, and then we'll try and pick like a related topic because so for instance the first topic is about cyberpunk, but not everybody knows what cyberpunk is. So then we have a related topic, which is when's the last time you got hyped about something? Because so let me just rewind here. So. The news story here is Cyberpunk 2077. It's been in development for um, close to eight years. It was announced in 2012. It's from the uh, video. It's a video game. It's from the makers of The Witcher 3, one of the biggest games of all time. This is expected to be like a huge game on PlayStation, Xbox, PC. It's supposed to be like the biggest game in the last three years. And it is a total, utter disaster. So... I, I will say the PC version got pretty good reviews. So people are saying the game itself is really good, but it just has like a lot of bugs and it keeps crashing and all this craziness. But at least on PC, you can play it. But on the Xbox and the PlayStation, it is so awful that like it, it's not finished. Like these characters, you try and play it, it freezes. The characters don't have faces. It looks like oh. a PlayStation 1 oh, game no. sometimes. It's such a disaster. That actually, like, 
It's, I'll put it this way. It is such a disaster that Sony has taken it off the PlayStation Store. So you can't even, play, can't even oh, buy it wow. anymore. Um, and the, the developers, CD Projekt Red, they came out with like this ridiculous comment. They were like, oh, you know, we apologize for... Um, we apologize for releasing an unfinished game. We should have waited. Um, but if you want, we're going to honor all refund requests and stuff. So then people go to Sony and Microsoft and was like, yo, I want a refund. And Sony's like, nope, that is not against, that's like not our policy. <laughs> so then the CD Projekt Red people, their shareholders are like, "What? what's going on? You promised a refund. And they're like, well... We were saying you could go ask for a refund, but there's no special thing. It's just whatever the refund policy is. And it's like, that's really not what you said. Um, And then now there's employees who are getting really upset because they're like, this is ridiculous. We all knew it wasn't ready. Our executives pushed this out um, because they wanted to get their Christmas bonus or some shit. And now a game we devoted our lives to for eight years is now getting review bombed and everybody hates it. Because, you know, our CEO and all these, like, corporate bitches wanting to make money on, on their stocks. And now we're screwed and our our life's work and reputation is down the drain. So, you know. I mean, couldn't they have just reworked the publicity on that and said, no, it's an accurate representation of 2020. Like, that's what I'm <laughs> like, just, just work with what you have. <laughs> yeah, it's it's... <laughs> It's so crazy. I, I guess you know, I, you know, it's it, it is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I hope it's not a, I hope it's not like friggin', you know, a sign of things to come in twenty seventy seven. Oh Hopefully, God. things will get better um, by then. <laughs> um, we have G Money Man saying they should have made it for PS five and Xbox only. Um, the others don't have the right graphics card, and that's totally true. G Money Man, except for this was announced. It was supposed to come out in April. Um, when the PS5 wasn't even out yet, or the Xbox, so like, um, or the Xbox Series X, so this was their lead skew. It wasn't like, oh, we're focusing on you know the next generation and we're gonna downscale for the previous generation because the next generation didn't even exist when this had its original launch date. So I don't know what is going on. Oh, and then um, two, they they had an internal meeting with their employees, and one of their employees um, called them out, um, called out the executives, saying, um, you know, does it feel hypocritical to create a game about you know where the theme is about corporate exploitation of employees, and like yeah. you basically exploited us and made us work overtime and then screwed us over by releasing it, like you're the evil corporate overlords from the video game. <laughs> basically oh wow yeah do they get christmas bonuses or like what it was just the like the top level that got bonuses well i I think what it is is it's like for their shareholders they wanted to get it out in time and oh also the shady shit was they didn't send out review codes for the um for the original playstation 4 and the original xbox one um, mm-hmm. so people could only review it on PC. So they knew this shit was a pile of crap. Oh. And they, so, cause they didn't want people to cancel their pre-orders. So anyway, yeah. you know, that's oh. probably too much detail yeah. for most of our audience. But what I, what I want to say is, you know, this was one of the most hyped up things and one of the biggest fails ever, probably the biggest fail ever for video game. We've had terrible video games before, um, that didn't live up to the hype, but never to the point where, people want a refund and then they got taken off of the Sony store because it's so broken. 
that you can't even buy it anymore. Like yeah. that's a major fail. So our 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 question, um, I'll leave this to the panel is um what when was the last time you got like super hyped up about something and then it just completely failed to live up to your expectations? Um twenty twenty. <laughs> we were really all hyped though 2019 we're like yeah 2020 is gonna be the year yo i'm gonna turn shit around i'm gonna get rich like everything but, exactly no. like people were like saying stuff like 2020 vision blah 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 now it's just yeah so yeah yeah like, yeah seriously january <laughs> i was still really hyped about it too and then bom, 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 march break it was like Okay, so that's the equivalent, I guess, of Cyberpunk 2077. What is it, 2077? Yeah, 2077. 2077. And uh, and Gina, how about you? When's the last time you got, like, super hyped up for some shit that just fell flat? Mine is is also COVID-related. I was producing a comedy show, and then COVID came through and was like, no. (laughs) And so that was really disappointing. It was called G-Day. It was going to be sick. Oh, this is uh, no, this is your big no-go. birthday show, right? Yeah, I know. Do you know how many people bought tickets and then yeah. everything got canceled? It was so disappointing, mega disappointment. Um, there's also another disappointment too, Funny Boy, the film. That's hella disappointing. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if you've seen anything online, but yeah. Funny Boy, it was it's a really good removed. book, one that a lot of people read in school. Yeah, it's actually been removed from the Oscars list because Tamil people banded together and we were like, no, stop erasing us. Um, <laughs> and many times we've like people have reached out to Deepa Mehta and she just responds saying, oh, well, like, get over it. <laughs> There's no actual apology. There's nothing. Um, she chose not to cast any Tamil people in a Tamil story, <laughs> which is kind of like, I... why would you do that? Yeah. The language that they're speaking in the film is Tamil, but you would never know it because it sounds like butchered garbage. So <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Thank God for subtitles because me as a Tamil speaking person, I would, I had no idea. I saw the trailer and I'm like, what is this lady trying to say? We had to decode it. And then I showed it to my parents and they're like, what the hell are they speaking? I'm like, oh, that's Tamil. You didn't know? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's so bad. Yeah. That's that's pretty bad. bad. Um, I would say my biggest hyped up moment, especially for 2020, was... um, you know, we, I, I, as you both know, because you're a part of it, we had taped a concert film special <laughs> at the CBC, and we were going to release <laughs> it. So we taped it on um, whatever, January 21st or 20th, something like that, whatever Chinese New Year was. And we we're going to release it, um, first the Fresh Rice as a, uh, as a web series during Asian Heritage Month. <laughs> and basically, Asian Heritage Month for the most part, got canceled because we were going to have, like, a debut in, like, we are going to actually rent out a theater and debut it, and then it just, you know, obviously that was not going to happen. So, yeah, I, I guess I'll, my answer I'll go with uh, with what Veronica said, which is 2020 is the biggest letdown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving on to our just next... Just like 2077. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so um, we're going to move on to our next topic. And this hot topic comes from Veronica. And it is about the extended lockdown in Ontario and probably across Canada and uh, what it means for parents and students. Yeah. So 
so the first clue was before it was even anywhere in the news is uh, we got this like all the parents at least at our school got this strange message just as we were heading into the winter break and it's like oh you want to you might want to make sure that you know you have devices ready should anything happen like very like oh, perhaps and I was like oh no don't I just knew like it's coming and then <laughs> well as you know an announcement came out is it today saying there's going to be restrictions now and uh, now they're going to extend um, winter break they say for one week and as we know in March when they said that here we are, 10 months later. <laughs> so thank you for the three-month school year. <laughs> um, and I now am going to be, again, doing a job that I'm so unqualified for, which is I'm going to be a homeschool teacher again. Mm. I, listen, I've been doing... I've been trying to teach my daughter things at home already because I felt like this was going to come anyways. I honestly didn't think school was going to happen in September anyways. Mm. So I've just been letting her watch, mm. as you know, uh, PG 13 things. And I actually let her watch the prom with me. And I was like, this is probably not suitable for her, but you know what? School's <laughs> going to be done. Let her learn this, let her learn this. She'll know more than the other kids, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have to pack school lunches anymore. I mean, I don't know. There's an upside to it. But here's the thing. If you want to know what's going to happen in terms of lockdown, what's coming, I say follow whatever TDSB is doing. That will give you the biggest hint. If the kids aren't going back, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> really? Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty okay. much. It's bullshit. Okay, Veronica, thank you for that super depressing uh, update. Um, but the, uh, the, the, the question I, I want to ask, um, the related topic is, how do you think this is going to affect like the next generation long term? Like, think of when you were a kid in school, what would it have been like to just have your education interrupted like this? It'll be like over a year. It'll affect two separate school years. For sure. I mean, at, at least they're all getting stupider together. <laughs> you know, like everyone will be equally in the deficit. So, I mean, I'm not too worried. This whole generation is just like, I don't know. They're all just going to have to repeat a great. I, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to affect these kids long term. It's yet to be seen. But I mean, like I said, everyone is behind. I think the people that will be most affected, to be honest, because at this age, at least for my daughter, who's still in elementary school, I, they can come back, they can bounce back from it. But who I feel bad for are post-secondary school students or mm. kids in high school that are transitioning to post-secondary because it's just like, they're all online and they're still paying the same fee. Oh, for, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, Decrease those fees. What, what, what are you guys doing? It's just not fair, especially like if you're I could never do online learning. I just would pay it wouldn't pay attention. I'd probably start watching a YouTube video. <laughs> I, you might as well just take your gap year then because there's no point you're wasting your money. 
Mm-hmm. Stay in school, though, kids. <laughs> but go to school. Yeah, if they'll and, allow uh, you. If they'll let you in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, and uh, over to you, Gina. How do you think this will affect the next generation? Like, how would it have felt if you were in nursing school in the middle and, like, this just totally interrupted your education? I think they'll be fine. <laughs> Honestly, I think... I Okay. I know that you're mad, Veronica, and you're a mom. I'm not a mom. I don't have kids. I don't even know any kids. So this <laughs> does not affect me personally at all. So, but I, I know, I feel like kids are really smart and they will adapt. And I think that there's many other places to learn. I don't think you need to be in the walls of a school building in order to actually learn. Like you could totally learn at home or outside. I don't know. Just like live. Do you know how to read? Because if you know how to read, I think you're pretty much set. You'll, <laughs> yeah. you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Um, and in terms of, I don't know, post-secondary, like if you were in nursing school, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. That must suck. Um, <laughs> but there are perks to, you know, being home and outline. You, the thing about college and university is you're nobody's teaching you anyways. You're teaching yourself. So what the hell is the difference? Like either way, you'd be reading and doing your work online. So, I mean, I guess it sucks for the people who learn hands off, but I've never had a single professor teach me anything. They usually just go over what I should already know. So I'm supposed to teach myself and they're just they're lecturing, but their lectures are just things that you should have read about anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just think I think we'll all be fine. And I think we should stop putting pressure on ourselves, especially parents. Don't put so much pressure on yourselves or your children. We're all in this together. Like you said, we're all just taking a big break. We'll all bounce back, I think. That's that's how I look at it. Yeah. I skipped I skipped forty two classes. So when I was in high school, in one semester I skipped forty two days. So you know and when I skipped, I wasn't at home online reading or trying. There was no Zoom meetings. There was nothing for me. I just skipped, fucked off, went to a park, drank peach schnapps. <laughs> smoked weed by a fence that was red called it red wall and i turned out fine so wow I, kids will be fine. I i i really hope that veronica's children are not uh, are not watching this right now uh, <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of in 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 the middle i i i was more of a self-learner and i've actually spent the time off learning a lot um with video editing and different things on my own anyway um but I do get that there's a lot of people who don't learn like me who do need that hands-on. Um, and, you know, we, you know they'll probably be more and more affected. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I didn't really feel like I learned that much in school either. No. Um, so other than, like, social interactions, so maybe there'll be a generation of kids who just – I don't know, don't know how to interact in person. I think we are kind of sure. leaning in that direction anyway with all anyway, these devices. Yeah. yeah. It just yeah, accelerated exactly. it. Mm-hmm. Um, all exactly. the practicums, though, all the those um, courses like nursing, I imagine would be one of them. Because I have a friend mm-hmm. who's taking um, osteopathy. Mm. Oste- is that what it's called? Anyhow, their practicum is there's, it doesn't exist. They can't even mm-hmm. do it. So now it's like she's in the, she's in, um, uh, after her second year. It's like, well, what do we do now? Because we don't know how long this is going to last. And to learn, we have to do, like, we have to practice on people. Yeah. Well, back in the day, all these things were volunteer positions anyways. Like, nurses were all volunteers. You just showed up and they're like, all right, fix this guy. So (laughs) we'll we'll figure it out. We've done it before. We'll do it again. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) 
Okay, great. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's go. Let's go back to the good old days, Gina. <laughs> um, okay. Um, uh, sticking with Gina for our next hot topic, um, Gina is going to talk about this craziness with rapper Ti and the latest saga with his parenting drama. Take it away. Okay. So T.I.'s back at it again, folks. Um, so last year, I think November 2019, T.I. was uh, speaking. I think it was an interview as well. And he said that he takes his daughter, his 18-year-old daughter, to a gynecologist to have her hymen checked to make sure it's still intact. Um, and so now, just like yesterday or the day before, he, during another interview, he said that the quality time that he's spending with his daughter is actually thought prevention hours and when i say thought t-h-o-t like that hoe over there (laughs) so so yeah um i know i watched the clip and you know i think he was trying to be funny but it's just so ridiculous the fact that he would even publicly say that the going to daddy daughter dances and all the time he's been putting in is just simply thought prevention hours and he believes that as long as the father stays in the daughter's life and puts their hours in, then your daughter will not turn into a thought. Um, so that's that's basically it. And he said it with his whole chest. He said it, and he was proud. <laughs> I I guess like the thought the thought is there in the thought prevention, but <laughs> like there are a whole bunch of other ways to be a thought than you know. <laughs> There's many avenues. Not I'm yeah. not speaking personal experience necessarily but you know (laughs) but yeah there's many there's many ways to go about sex you and you can still keep your hymen intact 100 percent um also there's a lot of women out there or people out there with their fathers in their lives who uh still thought about and honestly to each their own like why does he have to be so weird and controlling especially and why is he so concerned with his daughter's sexual lives isn't yeah. it so strange yeah you, you know what the funny thing is so i'm i'm gonna jump in on on a related topic because um recently snoop dogg came out and talked about uh you know um cardi b and megan the stallion's wop and he was saying mm-hmm. how oh you know like female rappers shouldn't do that like you know you're your JJ is like special and it should be treated what? as special and you know little girls should know that it's special and they shouldn't just like lay it all out there so I'm gonna I feel like it's along the same lines as what T.I. is saying and is this this whole it just goes back to this whole weird um idea of like the purity and which of course ties in with with women and slut shaming and all of this whole craziness. Like, listen, bitches, like <laughs> there, there's nothing sacred about none of this shit. There's nothing sacred about vaginas or penises. Like, you know what? I'm all for that whole wet ass pussy wop movement. Like let's take control because you know what? If Ti and Snoop Dogg is all talking about, what are they trying to say? Female empowerment? Like, have you listened to y'all's own songs? Come on, bitches. I know. Yeah. Literally, bitches, y'all are not about women empowerment. Y'all, they are but not. but oh, when it comes to your daughters, it's all about like, oh, let's 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 empower them with like, no, like, shut up. 
Like, okay, last time I saw, like, there's a reason why your videos are just filled. I, listen, I, I can't even. I, I take it away, host. Veronica, before, before I self-implode on this hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know what? And let's not forget that Snoop Dogg, uh, does, didn't he have, like, porn going on, too? He either was, like, directing them or he had, like, a production company <laughs> of porn. Like, I don't understand now oh. they want to be thoughtless. Like, come on, God. It's sacred, yes, but let's just call it a religion where you bring us blessings. Why don't you look mm. at it that way? You're bringing us fruit. You're, like, laying stuff before it. Why do we have to say it's sacred and we have to preserve it? It's like, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> also, like, all the all the video hoes that you have in your videos and you have, like, people, I don't know, twerking, doing their thing, like, uh-huh. go them, do it. But when you're in that video and you're the man like rapping or making your music or whatever it's like those people have dads too and maybe their dads put in thought prevention hours yeah <laughs> yeah dancing for you in their music video so yeah i just i don't know the whole thing is just so ridiculous and yeah i have no words i just couldn't believe it i'm like yeah i did it again you did this last yeah. year you got the feedback why are you doing it again it's and so honestly i just hope that his daughters grow up and I hope that they do whatever the hell makes them yeah. happy. And if he's disappointed, he's disappointed. Oh, well. It's a case of men who basically just disregarded women and disrespected them. And then it bit them in the ass and they got daughters and they're like, yeah. oh, crap. Yeah, yeah exactly. Listen, exactly. It's too late. You already put it out there. And now you're afraid karma is going to slap you across the face. And mm-hmm. it just might. So, And there's so many men out there who are like, I don't want a daughter. I don't want a daughter because they don't want to have to deal with this stuff. Yeah. But they're totally okay with like having sons who go around just doing Absolutely. everybody and exactly. catching, collecting all the STDs as if it's Pokemon. You know yeah. what I mean? And like getting anybody pregnant. They're like, yeah, just do it. Like, cool. High <laughs> five. Yeah. But God forbid your daughter opens her legs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. So the the related debate topic that I want to open up to our panelists here is um, one thing I've always found is like we've always given hip hop artists and specifically men um, extra leeway on their lyrics because we're like, oh, it's just a song. It's just a song. But like the misogyny that we're hearing from the lyrics is really coming out in their actual real life thoughts. And so my question is like, why, first of all, why do you think we give these artists a pass? Um, Because if they said this stuff outside of a song, they would be, you know, like pretty much what T.I. has been saying that he's been getting killed for. I'm pretty sure he probably has a song called Thought Prevention that, like, talks about <laughs> his daughter's hymen. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, yeah. th- this dude raps about all kinds of crazy shit. So it's like, what is it that when it's in a song, we just, we just like, let it go? We're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, break that hymen <laughs> or some stupid shit. <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on? Well, if the tune's catchy, because I will say when that song... <laughs> put it in my mouth came out. I was that girl in the club who was like, put it in my, like I still will sing along and it's disgusting song, but I'm like, okay, it's a catchy tune though. I don't. Yeah. It's probably, I would love to say that I take such a stand. I will stop singing it out loud, but it's, 
No, I won't. I know it's catchy. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. Like majority of songs out there that are catchy and do well, they're sexual. And a lot of it is hypersexualized and I'm okay with it because it is music and it is art and it's somebody's take on life. Am I okay with him being weird and controlling towards his daughter? No, that's strange. And I think he should seek, I don't know, therapy. Um, I think she probably also needs therapy because why does she have a father like this? That sucks. But like speaking of like songs that are super sexual, there's also WAP, like you mentioned Uh with Cardi B, right? And Meg Thee Stallion. And it's like, that is empowering. It's also super sexual. I see nothing wrong with it because if men can go around doing it for years and years and years and they can get number ones and be on, you know, the top billboard, why can't women do it too? I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I would say just to sort of circle back, I'm not saying so much like the sexualized songs. I, I do think it is hypocritical that T.I. and Snoop Dogg have like very sexualized songs about men and they're saying they want their daughters to be pure. But... Um, uh, I'm more saying like they're 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 like misogynist lyrics, mm-hmm. as you know. We're mm-hmm. like they're getting away with these like misogynist things, which now that they're saying it out in public about women and how they want to control women's bodies, we're all upset. But we all like I can't think of the exact songs, but but we all know the the, the lyrics. It's it's not exactly women <laughs> empowerment, and not just in a sexual way. It's like they could talk about like beating their bitches down, you know, making yeah. sure that bitch is home got her on a leash all this kind of shit and we're just kind of like okay cool turn up the volume so like what's you know what i mean like what's what's... yeah i yeah and i it like i said i have nothing to defend it except that (laughs) if that tune is catchy that's the problem hey mr dj i know but it's so like prevalent that it's almost I guess, like, what do you do? Do you fight against it and not listen to it? I, so I guess you come out with, like, a Cardi B who comes out with something equally as powerful and offensive, maybe, to counteract. I don't know if it's a solution. Misogyny, it's not like misogyny is ever going to go away. At the same time, I'm not um, saying, okay, that excuses. It. Yeah, I'm not. that yeah. doesn't excuse any of... Um, specifically, because we're talking about specifically hip-hop, where it's misogynistic, I... Yeah, I, I think it have... changes with the times, too, that, right? Like, yeah. before, you used to hear a lot more of it. Now, we don't get it as much, and I think that's because now there's so many different avenues, especially with social media, for people to call out artists. So I think today, if Snoop Dogg or T.I. were to release a song right now, like today, and it was talking about beating bitches... I feel like they would face a lot of backlash and the same way that WAP was scrutinized when it came out as well. Right. So we kind of have to move with the times and be like, okay, let's offer the audience what they want to hear. But yeah, definitely prior to 2020 December, there's been lots of hip hop songs released, you know, that are hella misogynistic and they've gotten away with it because that's how society is. Society doesn't care about women and we see it over and over again. So of course they're going to be able to release their music and make money off of it. It just is what it is. Is it great? No, it's not. And even like songs, dance hall artists, there's a lot of homophobia in their tracks Mm -hmm. from back in the day, but now 2020, you don't see it as much. And I think it's because there people are more aware and they're like, okay, my audience doesn't necessarily want me to bash, you know, a certain group of people. So let's try to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely tough. Like one of my favorite artists, um, the, and a Torontonian, The weekend, 
like literally his whole character and he he says it's a character the weekend is a character that he's playing obviously as a real life name and his first albums were basically about this guy who like is a hoe and like treats women bad like you know i i only call you when it's half past five bitch get out my bag <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know like uh i don't know but that song's catchy i don't know it's so weird i don't know i'm i'm not gonna get on a high horse because like i gotta admit he's one of my favorite artists and that album was dope but you actually listen to the lyrics it's really really anti-female like it's really uh-huh. odd and not just in a sexualized way it's just like no y'all are just like objects for me to use and throw away um yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Women yeah. are constantly referred to as objects yeah. for, you know, use. So, yeah, exactly. Not surprised. Oh, well. yeah. Yeah. I, will, I will say his, his newer albums lean less into that for sure. Like his latest mm-hmm. albums are more, mm. you know, less, less, less about the anti femaleness, but still with the same good beat. So maybe I'll just listen to his new shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there are executives too that put the music out because let's let's face it there are artists out there singing about all kinds of things and there's an executive behind those decisions so obviously they think they're catering to a market if there's something that they know is going to sell and that's the content that sells then that's mm-hmm. what they're going to push so i mean we could all take a stand and stop listening but as we've all admitted those tunes are catchy yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is why the world's gonna end we just we just can't help ourselves we can't help ourselves mm. um, zero willpower <laughs> <laughs> okay this goes against all of my morals <laughs> and ethically it makes me uncomfortable but i'll dance to it though like just makes tiktok <laughs> platinum what okay um now on to our uh, next topic uh this one has been trending for the past week and it's covid related but it's about how tom cruise was caught um on audio going batshit crazy on the set of mission impossible 7 because some crew members weren't following covid protocols you know it sparked a lot of um, it sparked a lot of conversation. Did he go too far? He's in a position of power. Does he have to like, you know, be so demonstrative? The other side, people were like, you know, listen, this is life or death. If there's any time that there's like, you know, rage that is justified, it's when you're like, listen, people are dying. People are dying. You're being a stupid hoe. You know, this and and even beyond life and death, I think Mission Impossible has already been shut down multiple times. And each time it's shut down, people get let go. Um, People can't feed their families. So it's it's a lot of drama. But um, I'll I'll open it up to to our panel. What are what are your thoughts on Tom Cruise's covid rant? I mean, it's another Tom Cruise rant. Okay, so so what he said in his rant in terms of, like, put on masks, you're standing too close together, yes. However, there is still some entitlement in his rant because he says something about... um, we're creating jobs for people. I'm like, this is like the millionth mission impossible. Like, how important do you think you are? Do you need another surgery? Is this what this is about on your face? Like, I don't know what's going on. Do you, are you like, do you need to do your subscription on your Scientology? Because 
yes, I, I understand the rant. However, that rant comes out of this billionth sequel of Mission Impossible that he's doing. So, I don't know. Like, just sit down, Tom Cruise. Get off. Stop <laughs> jumping on the couch and just sit on it and just be quiet for a second. <laughs> Uh, the content of it was, I mean, legitimate. Like, oh. stay six feet away, put your masks on. We can't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. No, what are your thoughts, Gina, on the rant? See, like, I mean, everybody should be following protocol, and it is unfair to not be wearing masks or not maintaining that distance and then possibly infecting people. And, you know, like, not following those rules kind of makes you a dipshit also makes you an asshole and inconsiderate one and you're in your place of work so i mean like follow your rules but should he have been the one to approach that situation and then go on his rant maybe not like i feel like he could have just said hey put your goddamn mask on and then got somebody else to take care of it Mm -hmm. i just don't think it needed to come from him i feel like there's other people out there like who's that person's supervisor maybe they should have uh taken control of that situation Mm -hmm. But uh, totally wear your masks because you could kill people. Um, Also, if anybody gets sick, especially in the film industry, they do have to shut it down. And that does mean that a bunch of people lose their jobs or at least don't make money for a period of time. And then that means if you don't have money, you can't pay your bills and then you don't have a place to live. So he is right what he's saying. Uh, Maybe he just didn't need to be the one to say it. (laughs) I think he could have got somebody else to take care of it. Like. I don't know. I, I just don't think that's how the latter approach works. I think, especially at work, it should be coming from your supervisor, not from Tom, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say he's, he is also the, the producer for the film. So in a lot of ways, okay. he's not just the star, but he actually is in charge of the whole production. Um, mm. And yeah, yeah so, he, so in some ways, he probably thinks that like they do report into him in like another way. But yeah, because he is the star, it kind of makes it makes it tricky. Um, but yeah. the, um, the, associated, the associated debate question I want to ask and put out there is, um, what would you do if your coworkers weren't following um, protocol? Would you go all Tom Cruise on them? <laughs> would you <laughs> tell somebody, um, you know, you could either answer this from your day job or if you're like performing and like another performer is not, um, you know, like they're in the green room and they're not following protocol. Let's uh, let's first go to Veronica. Oh, God, that's such like a it shouldn't be a difficult question, but it is because then do you become that person is like, oh, my God, that she's complaining. Uh, if you're not following protocol, like what's. What are you like? What are you doing? Why are you even here? You know what the product protocol is. It's been how many months? Just do it. Follow I would it. be upset. However, at the same time, we all know that there's people out there who are not going to follow protocol. So I'm going to do what I can for myself and just, yeah, I'm just going to stay away as far from that person as I can. Would I go into a rant? Probably not, because there's already so many other things going on <laughs> yeah. in relation to COVID that I'm like, you know what, if you want to get something, that's up to you. But I'm not hugging you. I'm not unmasking for you. Just do you and I'm going to do me. I, it's Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think people should respect that at the end of the day. Um, for me personally, as a nurse, uh I have yet to come across another nurse that does not believe in masks. <laughs> so that would be, I'd be very surprised. I'd be like, how far did you get in your career? 
um, <laughs> without dying. Um, so yeah, that would be shocking. I think I would first laugh because I'd be like, yeah, it's a joke, right? And then, you know, um, but no, I have not worked with any nurses that aren't wearing their masks. And I think that if they weren't, I'd be like, oh, you know, do a little point like oh your mask and they'd be like oh uh," you know they wouldn't be like oh i'm not wearing it today because i don't believe (laughs) (laughs) that would be shocking and if i did come across a nurse that didn't believe in masks i'm reporting that to the cno you can call me karen i don't care what the college (laughs) of nurses will hear about it that's a big issue like that is super weird not okay um but no if it was a green room and you know and it was comedy i think I would maintain my distance and I probably just wouldn't sit in the green room like why do I have to wait in the green room right now mm-hmm. go wait outside until it's closer to your time and then come in um depends on who they are too like I could mention it and be like hey put your mask on or yeah. you know you're supposed to wear a mask right and then see how they take it if they're really irate or upset about it I don't need to deal with that right now <laughs> that's pretty much how I feel about it I'm yeah. not gonna fight anybody yeah it's, it's interesting what you're saying about nurses because definitely Donald Trump has been able to find like medical professionals to come out and be anti-maskers on Mm -hmm. national TV. So he's (laughs) there, there's crazy people in every profession, even in the medical profession Mm -hmm. who have been caught up in this anti-masking thing. I don't, I don't understand. I think it's pretty bananas. I think for performances, I, I luckily haven't run into anything. If anything's happened, it's because people have, you know, forgotten and it's usually something simple where, like, oh, they forgot to, like, wipe down the microphone or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they, it's usually up to the producer to just remind them, oh, you know, just so you know, you didn't wipe down the microphone. So the next comedian had to, like, come up and, like, waste a bit of time, whatever. But, you know, like, for the most part, when people have been told, like, they haven't, like, freaked out. They're like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I didn't mean to, mm-hmm. like, ruin mm-hmm. the other comedian's intro. Because, like, if the other comedian is coming in and wiping the microphone it just ruins their timing a bit yeah but you know i haven't i'll put it this way i haven't run into like giant like you know dick holes so far <laughs> in performances like you said mostly if if you just tell them they're more embarrassed than anything which is definitely a better way to go than to just like you know hunker down um when you've made a mistake so you know, hopefully there is hope for um for the comedy community after all. Because yeah. usually I, I'm not feeling that hopeful about the comedy community in general. Um, you know what, though? They should keep that wiping down the mic regardless of COVID or not. Because you know how many times I've accidentally oh. licked the mic? And I, yeah. I all I can think, like, in a quick flash is how many other people have been on that mic? And it's just, we should keep that after COVID. Just wipe down the mic. BYO Mike? Like yeah. Mike? <laughs> oh, I, I have to say, Veronica, not to call you up, but I have never accidentally licked a microphone. Huh. In my <laughs> I, I can't say that's something that I've, where I've licked it. I'm like, oh, well, how did that happen? Um, no, that's Veronica's specialty. <laughs> Deep throating microphones. <laughs> that might just be a you thing, Veronica. But, uh, you know, now that I know, feel free feel free to wipe the mic um, at any of the race shows after you perform. My prevention with me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he missed out on precious hours. He did, he did, he did. And now you but don't I'm... miss an opportunity to 
a deep throat of mine. <laughs> I'm going to buy you Lysol wipes for Christmas. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for thanks for your thoughts on that topic. Um, next, we're going to head on over to Veronica with her next topic. And she's going to talk about the pride of the Philippines. The three out of the first five uh, people vaccinated in Canada were Filipino. Uh, Veronica, tell us more about these uh, pioneers and heroes. Are, are they pioneers? Like, I mean, they're a third of of nurses or healthcare workers. I don't even know. A lot of us are are in the healthcare industry, PSWs, nurses, whatever. My that's how I got here, folks. Like, I was born here, but it's because my aunt came here as a nurse, and I have two nurses in my family. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. So these nurses got their shots. They're the first ones in Toronto, I believe, to get their vaccines. However, they're also still waiting for their increase. So it's kind of like a bittersweet thing. It's like, great, now you're protected. But now I'm like, um, does that mean now you just keep working? Where <laughs> Just give them all raises. <laughs> Give all <laughs> nurses raises. It's time. Like it's, I'm ha- very happy. I'm. I don't know if I'm related to any of you because it's always six degrees of separations with Filipinos. We're always cousins and aunts and whatever. But I'm very happy that they got the vaccine. It's ten months in. All the nurses out there, all the anyone who's, you know, frontline worker. I'm glad that you're getting the vaccine first. However, while the rest of us are waiting for it, that means that you just get to keep working. So <laughs> it's it's a good thing, but it's also, I don't know, I, I just... Well, I think either way they would have been working. They're essential workers. Like, nurses have to continue working. We're actually not allowed. I got a letter saying I'm not allowed to just not work. <laughs> um, oh, so, shoot. yeah, we all got to work whether we got the vaccine or not. So... <laughs> The fact that they get the vaccine is good because then they are offered protection a little bit faster than, you know, regular people in this world who are just working from home, let's say. Um, But, yeah, I agree with you. Nurses definitely deserve raises. PSWs, any healthcare workers deserve raises. That includes paramedics because that's an issue here in Toronto. Um, Everybody who is an essential worker should get a raise. And Ford did promise a raise. Uh, where's that money? Not in my bank account. Um, oh, wow. The, so I don't know. The pandemic pay never came? <laughs> Not yet. No, we're all waiting. Oh, my goodness. Ho- hopefully they backdate it. Hopefully it's like one giant <laughs> ass bonus. Yeah, um, no? probably. That's my hope. But we will see. I have a feeling that we're just kind of like the pandemic is going to happen. Everybody's going to get their vaccines. And then everyone's going to be like, okay, fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it start when it started, we were we got Starbucks for free and it was like free coffee everywhere. And now it's just like, okay, cool. So sort of on on that on that topic, the um, the debate question I want to raise is this whole idea of essential workers like is it actually an honor to be called an essential worker or is it like a slap in the face it's like okay you get the right to be underpaid and forced to work without um having a break because you're quote-unquote essential 
Um, let's let's uh, let's start with uh, with Gina since you are an essential worker. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't call it a slap in the face. I also wouldn't call it an honor. I think it is what it is. I think we all chose the careers we chose, and we are people who genuinely like to help people. And yeah, I mean, that's that's what I signed up for. I'm a nurse. I'm here to protect people. I'm here to advocate for people. I'm here to help however I can. So this is my this is what I chose, the field I chose to get into, right? Um, but it does suck when you're offered or told that you're going to get, you know, compensated and then you're not. Mm. Uh, that's pretty disappointing. Um, and like I said, like Starbucks was great with the free coffee in the beginning, but then they just like canceled that. Like I remember going to Starbucks one day and being like, hey, so is it free? Because, you know, I'm a nurse. Here's my ID. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we we stopped. I'm like, well, COVID didn't stop. So I don't know why you did. <laughs> like This sucks. Um so yeah, I don't know. I just don't know where it's gonna. I don't know if we're gonna even be recognized, or if anybody's gonna care about us. Uh, you know, a couple months from now, because even before the pandemic, the government was ready to cut um, public health funds. Right? They're like, oh, we're gonna cut it by two percent. Okay, now we're gonna cut it by one percent. A bunch of people were on the chopping block to lose their jobs, and now look, you need all of us. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Hopefully, people remember the work that people put in on the front lines because. Yeah, they are sacrificing themselves and they're working very hard. So, yeah. Yeah, like I, I think there's a lot of anger too, like from, you know, I definitely think we're seeing like people know what they sign up for, for sure, especially in the health profession. But I do think some of these professions, like, you know, people who work at the grocery store are a little bit like, yo, I did not yeah. sign up to like... Yeah. Yeah. To like, yeah. you know, be in the middle of a pandemic, dealing with thousands of people a day, possibly dying on minimum wage, mm-hmm. bitches. You need to like, yeah, yeah. like I, I ain't down for this. And now I'm not allowed to quit. Now I have to like mm-hmm. work overtime, still yeah. on minimum wage. Other people getting the same money while sitting at home. Like, come on now. I'd be pretty pissed off mm-hmm. if I was a grocery store worker right now. <laughs> oh, for sure. I used yeah. to work at Metro. And I, like, I think sometimes when I go do groceries, I'm like, there's no way in hell I would be happy about working in a grocery store during this time when I know what they get paid is, like, minimum wage. Mm-hmm. There, I would just be, like, essential. I, I wouldn't even be able to order online groceries myself if I was working, like, if I was a cashier in a grocery store. I would... Yeah, there's a lot of things that are unfair. And PSWs do not get paid a lot. And like I said, a lot of um, Filipinos specifically, I'm like, a lot of them come into the country and they're PSWs, they're nurses, and that's the job they get into to stay here. And I I, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't feel like an honor. I, it feels, it feels kind of like a burden, I mean, I'm not a nurse, and you sure don't want me to be a nurse or care for you in any way. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, um, when I was in my 20s, I went I went to go take an Excel course. I was like, I need to take Excel. Like, I need to be in an office that's clean and a keyboard. And the, the intake person said to me, your people are so great at caregiving. Why don't you become a, a, oh a PSW? Oh, my God. Wow. 
And I had to give her the whole history. I'm like, uh, because we came here because there was a shortage of nurses. Yeah. And I was born here, so you can't get rid of me. Like, I could take whatever job I want. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean... But also, you didn't need to take the Excel course. Everybody lies about that on their resume anyway. I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you totally did not need to pay for that. <laughs> to be fair, it was like 25 years ago. So I was, you know, so advanced. Okay. But um, not anymore, though. Um, I don't know. It's it's a hard job. It's a hard job for very little pay. Mm. And to be to feel like you have to keep doing it through COVID, I can't. I like all. I, all I imagine is just PSWs like getting on transit, or you know what, or if they're driving, is and those long hours, the pay, and you're caring for this person. I don't know. It's I would hate my job, honestly. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that was that was super depressing. Um, it was. I I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we don't have a lot of nurses watching. Um, hopefully, Gina's more impassioned defense of the healthcare industry and what it means oh has uh, has uplifted them, um, as yeah. opposed to Veronica's basically saying, "Glad ain't one of you bitches." <laughs> basically, but no, I get it though. I, I get that comment a lot. Like a lot of people are like, "I don't know how you do it. I could never." And it's like, okay, well, yeah, you could never, and so you haven't, and you won't. You know. Um, but I do agree with you, like healthcare workers, they know what they signed up for. Um, maybe, maybe we weren't expecting this. I don't think anybody was really expecting this. We talked about it in nursing school. I did not think the pandemic would come this early in my nursing career, to be honest with you. Um, and yeah, we're just like you, we're all sort of figuring it out as we go. Right. Um, but no grocery store workers, that's not fair. I actually read something recently. I can't remember which company it was, but one of them raised their minimum like their wage for grocery store workers. Mm. I guess they're making a lot of money. <laughs> so they're like, okay, <laughs> let's finally give you guys a little bit more than just pennies. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to raise it to more of a livable wage rather than just the minimum wage. So that's some good news for some for whatever company that is. I can't remember, so I'm not gonna name any names. Um Hopefully yeah. they get their money now. <laughs> I feel like, you know, and I know they don't do this because whatever, it's it's weird the way they set up wages and stuff. But if I worked at a grocery store, like, you could probably pay me a little bit less if I got, like, a really good deal on groceries. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I feel like I could use a lot of groceries. Um, it's probably more than half of my monthly expenses. Um, so, you know, even if you gave me minimum wage and just gave me, like, a, a good grocery allowance that would really save me a lot of money <laughs> yeah you know no that that's actually a good it. idea yeah especially since a lot of grocery stores waste their food like yeah. oh, they're they just do. tossing it out they yeah. just throw it all out they don't even donate it or help anybody it's like why don't you at least try and help your employers or employees i'm confused yeah okay well uh thank you for that and congratulations to the proud filipinos for representing yeah. <laughs> once more um, next we're going to go to a very, I don't even know how to transition into this. Um, cause <laughs> it's such a bizarre story. I'm going to go straight to Gina. And this is about some crazy coach punching a nine-year-old. What in the hell? Tell us. What, yeah. Uh, so this video went viral of this football coach and he's like a youth football coach. So these kids are all like small, but they're all in their little football gears. They look adorable. They're out playing the game. 
And then he's pissed about a play. He calls his team in for a huddle and they're showing up. And then he goes straight up to one kid and just boxes him, like straight up boxes him down. The kid, you could tell it was a hard impact. Okay. Sure. He has safety gear on, but no, nobody needs to be hitting his head that hard. That's insane. Hits him and he kind of wobbles back. And this just seems like the norm. None of the kids are phased by this. No, but there's no shock reactions that just lets you know that this is something the coach regularly does. Um, and then he's still pissed. He's going on about something. Cut, walks back to the same kid, knocks him again. But this time the kid falls on the floor. And then his like teammates are helping him up. So, yeah, he's under scrutiny. It, the video went viral, like I said. So everybody has an opinion about this. The parents spoke out about this. LeBron James spoke on it. And he was like, there is no room for this. If that was my kid, I'd smoke the guy. That's me parapha- paraphrasing, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then he said, even if it's not my kid, I like if I was near this person, I would scrap him. 100%. Again, paraphrased. But basically, that's what he was saying. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah. My reaction when I saw the video, I was just like, I can't believe this is real. And they're playing a sport and there's parents around and everybody's just watching this and they're okay with this. Like, why is this happening? He later went and apologized on camera, but his apology was garbage. And also, should he not go to jail? Like, I feel like I feel like something more needs to happen to this guy. That's abuse. Yeah. How do you work with a vulnerable population and abuse them like that? Those are children. You don't just go and box them no matter how mad you are. So the police department is trying to press charges for like mm-hmm. child abuse because the kid is nine. The kid weighs like almost nothing. It's crazy. Um, and uh, they're trying to press charges. But for some reason, the mom has come out. This, she like she's a woman of God. She forgives this man. She's prayed for his soul. She forgives him. She won't press charges. So the police are like, OK, we're still going to press charges anyway. But like it's a little bit harder without like cooperation from the mom and thus from the kids. So, you know, that might lessen what punishment he can give. But like, um, you know, one thing I'll say too is like, um, I, I heard the apology too. It really was a sad ass apology. He didn't actually apologize for hitting the kid. He apologized for reprimanding him in public. So he's basically like, yeah, I should have waited until all the cameras were gone. So I could have like punched this hoe like in the maybe with his helmet off. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he would. Like, if he's doing this in pri- quote unquote private, it's probably without the safety gear on. Like this, this is crazy, man. And yeah. like, one thing I'll say, and it's a pet peeve of mine: Why are you gonna forgive a hoe who doesn't even apologize? Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's one thing if somebody's like, "Oh my god, this is like the worst thing. This is not me. You know, I'm high on crack or something." I don't know how you explain this shit. You know, my mom died this morning. I don't know. Like, give me some type of emotional trauma that you went through that led, which would not be an excuse, but at least it'd be the start for forgiveness. But if you're yeah. if you're coming out being like, oh, I should have hit him later, so y'all didn't see, mm-hmm. and the mom's like, oh, I forgive him. Yeah, I'm all about yeah. the forgiveness. What bitch? No, you do not forgive somebody who assaults your child in public. Yeah, yeah. And how are again? Again, how are you? How are you forgiving somebody who one didn't apologize? The way I see it, it's not up to me to forgive you. That's between you and God. If I'm religious, then that's my answer. You know what I mean? Like it's between you and God. Go ask God for for forgiveness. I'm not forgiving you. Yeah, I would throw hands. Hurt. She didn't press charges, right? Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, because, okay, so my daughter is going to be eight, like, in uh, soon. I 
always forget her birthday. Anyways, she's going to be eight. <laughs> that would be almost like if someone, if she played football, if someone just like, I saw that video. He went down that kid. If someone did that to my daughter, you would better believe that part of that video would be me running <laughs> up to that coach and knocking him in the head. Like, yeah. And then I'd be like, okay, it's between you and God after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So 100%. it makes me question her. I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to press charges or you're not more angry than you mm-hmm. are? Like it's, and that's not what weird. sports is about. That's not what good sportsmanship is like that. Your coach should never treat you like that. Your coach, especially as a child is supposed to be some form of a role model. You know what I mean? Like some form of a teacher that yeah. what are you teaching these kids that as long as I'm bigger than you, I'm the adult, you're the child, I can smack you down for, yeah. for not playing the way I want you to play. Like this is, that's unbelievable. It's not okay. Not that it matters, but why, why did he do that anyways? Not that it matters. I'm just curious. He blamed the kid for a play, for a bad play. And then this, yeah, that was pretty much it. Oh, yeah, I would be going down there with a bat and, like... Yeah, like, like, how competitive is nine-year-old football? Like, come on, people. Like, I I, I thought they don't even keep score anymore in, like, youth games. (laughs) Like, I thought thought the new generation was all about the participation trophy. Like, that clearly (laughs) is not the case in in this football league. This is not... I think you're talking about Canada. You're talking about Canada. This is the States. They take football seriously over there. They do. Over here, we're like, ribbons forever! Everyone, <laughs> you woke up today. You showed up. <laughs> uh, oh my! I'm just gonna mention now. Uh, we have David on YouTube uh, commenting saying it's assault, and yeah, we totally yes. agree, David. This is bananas. I don't know why this is happening. Um, but you know, getting away from like the child abuse part of it, which is terrible, and he should go to jail. Um, the associated question I want to ask is, you know, this is honestly one of the worst apologies I've ever seen in my whole life. So I want to throw it out there to our panel of what is the worst apology you have ever received or have witnessed? What are you talking? How about the announcements? It's not an apology for for every COVID related thing. It's like so. <laughs> like casual oh we might extend for a week like that's not an apology but it's still very sad um (laughs) yeah the weakest apology um i'm sorry but i have two kids uh two fathers their apologies have not been the strongest (laughs) not the strongest apologies what are they apologizing for? For giving well, children I mean, or for uh, what? What have they how done? How long do we have on this podcast? <laughs> get personal, let, let girl. Get, get personal. Give me one second. Okay, go. <laughs> I know. I, uh, we're gonna have to do an extended version of this podcast. Baby daddy drama. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay. It's okay. You, you don't have to tell us on air. You, you can tell us afterward. Um, I'll, okay. uh, on a related note, for me, probably the worst apologies I, I've gotten has been actually when i've been dumped so i've i just get dumped a lot for whatever reason i've been dumped like half a dozen times in my life you know obviously right now i am in a stable relationship we're actually about to celebrate five years um and uh at the start of the new year but going back congratulations thank you thank you not that we can actually do anything to celebrate but you know five years is definitely my longest relationship and we're, we're very happy but my ex is i'll tell you the worst apologies i've ever gotten have been while they're dumping me 
they're apologizing for dumping me. But it's like, okay, first of all, if you're going to dump me, don't apologize for it. That just That's just dumb. Like, if you want to dump me, dump me. That's fine. But then... As they're dumping me and apologizing, they feel so bad about dumping me that they start crying. And I was like, well, like, no, what? Okay, first of all, I'm the injured party here. And now you're going to try to steal my shine by crying as you dump me. So then I'm, like, consoling them as they're dumping me. I was like, this is a hot mess. I can't, you know, mm. most of the time we're naked as this is happening. I don't know why. It's just like this oh, whole, no. it's just all this, <laughs> you know, crying, dumping, naked. I don't know. Are we having breakup sex? Are we not? Are you, I don't, I have no idea. Do we get the lube? I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot of crazy, craziness happening. And it has happened more than once. Oh, no. And I would say wow. those are the worst apologies when they cry as they apologize for dumping you. That's some um, busted ass shit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's go over to, uh, to Gina. What's your worst apology? Uh, I don't know if I could top that, but um, mine would have to be from my mother. Um, it usually goes like me saying, you know, when I was a child and you did this, it really hurt my feelings. And, you know, that's upsetting to me. And then she goes, that never happened. You're lying. You're making it up. So... <laughs> So that has to be the worst apology ever. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh my God, that sounds like my baby daddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I looked wow. it up and it's called gaslighting. And so, yeah. Wow. Okay. That <laughs> is, that's, that's pretty awful. That's pretty awful. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's like those moments where like people go on Jenny Jones and they bring back their like bully and they're like, waiting 30 years and they think the bully's going to be apologetic but the, the bully's oh. like um i'm a millionaire now and my life is good so you can yeah. just suck it yeah. <laughs> and, and karma's just... not real <laughs> yeah and it just makes yeah. them feel worse um, yeah but uh thank you for that thank you for opening up um but yeah there's been a lot of terrible apologies Let's hope it's not a trend um for 2021 let's hope 2021 is a better year for all of us um, moving on to our uh, final topic, it was um, it was sent in by one of our um, one of our producers, David, and he saw this commercial uh, that Alberta government is producing to help educate the public about the COVID um, pandemic. Basically, saying don't invite COVID in for family gatherings. Really trying to get people not to get together. For the holidays, it's got, like, this creepy-looking dude with, like, a Halloween costume. Um, And, you know, it's funny. I've seen several of these types of videos where it's, like, um, from different countries. Like, I know that that South Korea and uh, India have done, like, really cool, like, animated, you know, how to wash your hands, all this kind of stuff. Um, I actually thought when I watched the video, I was like, okay... This is creepy. But I was like, you know what? It got attention. It does look like a horror movie, but in some ways, 2020 is a horror movie. Um, yeah. And at least they're trying. I don't know. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on this totally bananas viral commercial? Well, the image is disturbing. It's kind of like, remember when cigarette pack- packages came out with that warning? It was so jarring. 
but it worked. I mean, if you got to do what you got to do, <laughs> then then do it. I will say that I I it got me out of um a Christmas dinner that I didn't want to go to, so I Thank you, COVID, for that. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you have to put out images like this and it works, then do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Gina, what was your reaction to this horrific yeah, commercial? I'm, I'm just curious to see if it works. It reminded me a lot of, um, I had to take this little course on uh, security. So I got my ID for work and they're like, oh, you know, don't share your ID. And they we had to do this module and there was a creepy guy in like i don't know just all covered up with a hat on and he was a dark mysterious figure that just kept popping up on every slide and i was like yeah this is pretty creepy you know it's doing it for me it's working if i see a man like this i won't let him in mm. <laughs> so so maybe the creepy ad will work i don't know i mean i feel like at this point they're just desperate <laughs> they're doing anything i really yeah. want to know who works on these teams though i have some ideas and i would like to join one of those teams <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd imagine it would be one of the. I I guess it'd be the um, uh, employees from the from the Ministry of Health, the provincial Ministry of Health in Alberta, and they would have a um, they'd have some type of marketing agency. Probably one of the big three marketing agencies um, would have worked on this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those those it, would be the people in the room. <laughs> it looks like their target audience is like children or teenagers because it's a weird looking covid person monster <laughs> yeah it's, it's actually really creepy. COVID I'm creep looking, yeah i'm looking at it right now and i'm not enjoying the visual <laughs> so so um the associated question i wanted to ask and i'll actually um give give the first um the the first response to this is has the government communicated effectively during the COVID pandemic? And I would say, you know, I'm going to zero in on a very specific issue, um, and it's masks. And I think the government has just been horrible with communicating with masks. And it's close to my heart because I've actually been a part of this um, this project called Project Protec. It's um, it's with a lot of um, medical professionals who worked. Um, on on the SARS pandemic in Toronto, and it was we we're trying to get um, we we're trying to get out information to specifically the Asian community. The website has information about the pandemic, also about mental health resources, other types of resources. You know, also little videos about like washing hands, all that kind of stuff. And it's in multiple Asian languages. Um, you know, from uh, from from Cantonese and 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 and, you know, simplified Chinese. Um, and it was just so frustrating trying to get out the message because it just felt like the government was just so poor in their messaging that it really, even now, people are confused. So first they come out and they tell us, you know, oh, uh, don't wear a mask because, um, you know, I, and and it's fair. There was a mask shortage, so I understand they were saying don't go out and wear a mask now, just do social distancing. But the reason they gave was obnoxious because instead of just saying we have a shortage, they were like, oh, well, if you put it on wrong and you touch it wrong, it can actually be worse for you. And we have like, you know, our 
chief medical officer on TV demonstrating how masks are bad. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. And especially because I'm working with these health professionals who work through SARS. And obviously the Asian community, specifically the Southeast Asian community, is well known for wearing masks. Like, we all knew masks were really important. So we're like screaming at the TV as this chief medical officer who is also Southeast Asian is like literally demonstrating on camera how masks are bad. Because we're like, obviously, they're going to have to walk this back once there's more masks. So then they do. Um, obviously, they walk it back later. And then they uh, finally reveal to the world that masks are good, which clearly everybody knew from the beginning. But then they're, they're still a bit of a shortage. So they're like telling people to like, you know, make their own, do these cloth mask things. And it's like, oh, my God. They... I don't think the advice was wrong. I just feel like they told people, they lied to people so that Mm -hmm. they could get them to do what they needed to do. But then you've lost all their trust. You could have just told bitches, you know, listen, we know you're hoarding toilet paper. Please do not hoard this shit um, because we need it. But it is effective. That's why we don't want you to hoard it. Um, And then when they're like, you know, make cloth masks, be like, okay, so instead of hoarding it, make cloth masks or whatever. But now people are wearing cloth masks, even though there is no more mask shortage. And every study ever shown is showing these medical masks that are super cheap are way more effective than these whatever shit people are putting on their face with their bandanas that have holes in them. But it's too late now. They've just said so much wrong shit that you can't go back and say, go buy these $1 masks that will be a million times more effective because people are now walking around with bandanas on their face, which don't even help shit. So it's like, oh my God. So like, I'm trying to get out this information and the government just keeps, and honestly, the best fuel for the anti-maskers are these videos. And the U S did it too, of these medical professionals showing you how masks are bad. Like there's actual videos of this in the early Mm -hmm. days. They're like, well, if you take it off the wrong way, it could actually uh, help spread it. It's like, now they have it on video. So now you're going to like call, call them crazy for being anti-maskers, but you gave them fuel. Have you seen their propaganda videos? It's not of them talking. They're just showing you saying stupid shit. So medical professionals, next time there's a pandemic, what I'm saying is tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. Don't try to lie to us to get us to do what you want us to do because then nobody will trust you. And yes, I think anti-maskers are stupid, but I also blame the World Health Organization and medical professionals who lied to people and lost their trust so that they will start to believe stupid shit people because you've lied to them. Stupid shit people. Yeah, they're like... (laughs) They're like, well, these people lied to me. Why should I trust them more than these other people who lied to me? And then it just gets confusing. Sorry, that's my rant. Just because I literally had to do articles about how to like wear masks and, and shit. And like people would, people keep sending me these stupid videos. And I'm like, what am I going to say? They're like quoting the chief medical officer. Like I can't, Yeah. like they're, this is a real video. I can't tell them it's doctored. It's a real fucking video. And now it's too late to tell people, go buy a fucking surgical mask. These masks are so cheap. And guess what? If they are enough to sanitize an environment um, over the past hundred years where they can open you up and do surgery, I'm pretty sure it can sanitize your fucking COVID. Like this is tried and true. There's a reason why surgeons don't wear bandanas on their fucking face, people. (laughs) Okay. 
Let's keep it real. Get these <laughs> medical mask people. I'm so tired. Okay, that's that's that was my um, a rant on government communication. Open it up. What what, what have you thought of uh, the government's communication overall? Not just mass, you know, the funding, There's the so actual many. schools. Yeah. What do you? So well, many. Well, like, before, which one do we pick? Before we before we uh, do that, I did want to say what you're talking about reminds me of like the way people use their gloves. Mm. How it's just like just wash your hands, man. Why do you got? You're wearing gloves, you're touching every doorknob, and then you're also touching the corners of your mouth. It's like, that's disgusting. I went to the bank the other day, and everybody has gloves on, but they're never changing their gloves. Yeah. And then they're touching their keyboard, touching things, touching my card, stroking their hair, touching their corners of their eyes, their mouth. I'm yeah. like, this is weird. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> but okay. Um, I feel like it's like a false sense of protection, putting gloves on. But, but uh, yeah, back to your question about the government. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. You, okay, you know what topic came up um, where I think the communication has actually been effective? Mm. That CERB money, the CRB money, mm. where they were basically saying, like, uh-huh. it's available for you if you need it. But then a bunch of people who don't need it went and took it. And now they're all shocked that the government's like, hey, give us the money back. And so people are kind of debating, like, okay, should they be easy on these people? Should they find them? Should they even take the money back? It's their mistake. But how is it the government's mistake when you knew that you're still working and you have an income and you still went and took money you didn't need? Sounds a little greedy to me. Uh Sounds like you knew. And it sounds like the communication was effective because I didn't take that money and I watched all the the news and they kept on saying, take it if you need it, take it if you need it, it's available, we're going to give it to you right away because we don't want you to have to wait, so we're not going to check whether you actually need it or not, so it's your responsibility to know whether you need it or not. Then they said, okay, seems like a lot of you guys took it and you probably shouldn't have, and if that's the case, call us, return the money, and then nobody did. <laughs> And now the government's like, okay, sending letters to people saying, okay, you owe us, like, give the money back. And people are freaking out about it. And they're saying the communication wasn't clear. But I don't know. I'm just saying it was clear to me. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was confusing for, like, some of, not so much at the beginning. It was more confusing as, so if you jumped on CERB late, like I did, um, I was like, I don't know if I understand what this program is about. And then actually after CERB ended and it was like, now you go to EI or whatever other benefits are out there. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know who to call. And I've been on lots of Service Canada, um, basically just on hold forever. Service Ontario. I don't even think their lines are going through. I've just reached out to them on Facebook. But (laughs) government communications no i i feel like i'm one of those people who i don't trust now whatever they say clearly because i've been talking about it probably this this whole time this whole thing where it's like oh we're just gonna extend lockdown for it was supposed to be 28 days do you remember Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so we're reaching the 28 days in what two or three days yeah tomorrow tomorrow and I'm like, I knew at the beginning of that 28 days, that's like, it's not 28 days. I feel like you are the bad boyfriend that I know you're lying to me, but yeah. do I choose to believe yeah. you or find yeah. out later? Like, it's just. Yeah. It's it's like that friend who's always leading. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm 10 minutes away. I'm mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And you know that hoe is like two hours away. Yeah. Like, I'll, be right still, yeah. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. That's you, government. I feel like you're that hoe. 
<laughs> who lied about being 10 minutes away and you're still in the bathroom putting on makeup. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm not crazy about the way everything has been communicated, especially for schools. Like it's been, I was actually surprised that school even made it th- to three months. Um, though, first of all, getting into school and all the protocols they had to do, that was confusing. No one knew what was going on until the very last second. And same thing now. It's like, okay, I already know that that my child's going to be home with me. Seems like forever. Or like flowers mm-hmm. in the attic now. Like that's what's <laughs> going on. And um, yeah, I just... Basically everything that comes from Ford, specifically any of those announcements, I'm just like... I'm just going to choose to be the pessimist. I feel like I think it's going to be longer because for me, psychologically, that's easier to take than choosing to have this hope in whatever they're telling us. Like I would just Mm -hmm. rather be like, let me just be on the safe side and pretend I'm going to be housebound for two years. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, just expect the worst. I think that always helps in any situation. Expect the worst and just wait and see what happens. I feel like, all these things topics that are being up that are up for debate we never know until you know they announce it officially oh we're going on lockdown so you may as well have just assumed you're going to be on lockdown stay home anyways you shouldn't be going anywhere if you have nowhere to be just stay home wear a mask do all those things and remember we're in this together you know (laughs) we're in this simultaneously i don't know about together Okay, thank you. That was a very hopeful message to end on Gina. <laughs> As you can see, this show is basically full of pessimists. Um, so we really enjoyed having your light to uh, brighten up our uh, our outlook today. Um, so, uh, you know, th- thanks again to our panelists, um, Veronica Antipolo and our very special surprise guest, Gina Siva, for coming on to our pre-holiday or pre-Christmas. I guess it is already the holiday but it's pre-Christmas um, show. Um, I'm I'm the Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians, and your host. And that's what's up. We'll see you next week. Swimsuit check. Sunscreen check. Phone charger check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.